0: Hello. Welcome back to Magic Woods. This episode is called Tomorrow, or Today, Part 2. Jerome waited for nightfall. He watched as the light faded into that time of day known as twilight. Then, as soon as the sun dipped below the horizon, he said, Let hypnotizer come forth, and... Hypnotizer appeared. He said, Ah, giant mixies are eating me! And waved his arms like he was fighting off invisible foes. Then he blinked his strange pink eyes, "Hmm?" and said, Ah, where are the giant mixies that are eating me? Jerome said, Oh, they're not eating you anymore. Hypnotizer said, That's good. Jerome said, They already ate you and killed you, but I brought you back to life. Hypnotizer said, "'Excellent work, my old friend. Now I can go back to my hovel and start,' Jerome said. "Ah, uh, actually, you're only back alive for one night.' Hypnotizer blinked. Then he dropped his eyes. "'That is disappointing.' "'I know. Sorry. But Kitty Karate is nearby.' Hypnotizer looked up. "'I thought maybe you'd like to have revenge on her.' Mm, yes, I would.' And I thought we could bring back all of Kitty's foes at once. There's no way she can fight them all. Hypnotizer rubbed his paws together. Good idea. I can be the boss of my own mighty army of evildoers. So Jerome said the names of some of Kitty's enemies. Black-Eyed Susan, The Lobster King, Rex, KC, Versa. They all appeared. Oh, and The Shadow King. A hooded figure appeared. He seemed to be made of especially dense blackness, a shadowy nothingness that swallowed all light. His blood-red eyes glowed from beneath his dark hood. The evildoers looked at one another, surprised. Versa was a younger version of herself than she had been at the time of her death. Her eyes were clear and bright. She wore a short sword on a belt around her waist. She looked around at the ruins and understood where she was. But she didn't know why she had been called back to life. None of them did. The Shadow King said, Who is it that brought us back to life? Jerome said, Ah, that'd be me. My buddy, Hypnotizer here, needs help defeating Kitty Karate and her friends. Black-eyed Susan snarled, <laughs> The cheater who defeated me and took my black belt. Jerome said, uh, yeah, if you say so. Because he noticed that she was wearing a black belt, so he was a little confused. Ka-Rex flexed his claws and reached for the sword that hung at his side. She will pay. Indeed she will, said the Lobster King, flexing his much bigger claws. (laughs) K.C. looked down at herself. She was wearing a purplish maroon cloak that had eerie blinking lights woven into the fabric, like the pulsing death throes of tiny dying stars. She reached up to her head, but felt no crown there. Alas, she said, I have returned as my ideal image of myself, but without the crown of creation. Then it must be true, the crowns can't come back. Mandalico must have made it so when he created the world. (sighs) The Shadow King smiled at her. You are KC the Red Queen, are you not? She turned to look at him and nodded. Yes, and you are Lavamuk, right? When he was the spirit in the shadows. No, I am a nightmare based on Lavamuk's original form. And I think I may have a little bit of you in me, too. I formed just as you were dying. K.C. smiled evilly. I think you might be right. Then the Shadow King looked around at the other evildoers gathered around the ruins. It is clear that I should be our leader. K.C. stood tall. No, I should be the ruler of this rabble. Jerome nudged Hypnotizer. I think there's going to be a rumble. But the Shadow King laughed. (laughs) But imagine, K.C. the Great, how powerful we would be if we ruled together. K.C. smiled. Yes, yes, we would be a formidable team. We shall rule this world together and none shall stop us. Versa snorted. K.C. turned to glare at her. What do you find so funny, young one? Versa said, yes, you would rule the world together for one night. K.C. strode closer to her. What would you, a mere teenager, know of such matters? The Shadow King said, that is Versa the Great. She was immensely powerful in her time. Really, said Casey, striding closer to Versa. She looks young and innocent to me. Tell me, Versa the Great, why you chose this form. The dead come back as they were remembered by the one who called them. But if the caller did not know them in life, they come back as their ideal versions of themselves. So tell me, is this... "'Your ideal form, an inexperienced teenager, and why?' Versa stood up and faced her, her face red. "'I have done things you could never imagine, "'and I controlled both crowns for a time.' K.C. nodded. "'Impressive. "'But I still don't trust you. "'I doubt you have anything to offer us.' "'Enough,' said the Shadow King.' There is much to be done. We have only one night, said KC. What can we do in one night? Can we find a way to destroy the world with such a little time? The Shadow King said, I care not for destroying the world. I want to live, to continue. Versa said, I knew someone who came back to life and froze himself in time. He found a way to make Halvalan last forever. K.C. wheeled around to look at her. Really? How is that possible? I don't know, answered Versa. The Shadow King said, Intriguing idea. And it is possible, yes. I feel we can do the same if we concentrate our powers and work together. We can make time stop, or we can make our resurrection permanent. K.C. went, Ugh! If only we had the crowns to help us. The Shadow King said, We will have to make do with other magical objects, and hope they will be enough to aid our spells. Versa said, I come from this land, and I know where there may be a powerful talisman that could help us. Good, said the Shadow King. Then go forth and fetch it. Versa spread her wings to fly, but paused for a moment, catching a glimpse of a wild rabbit that was watching her from the thickets. The sight made her heart swell as old memories flooded in. KC watched her closely, her eyes narrowed. Versa realized that KC was watching her, so she tore her gaze away from the wild rabbit and rose into the air, heading towards the village of Nanabel. And K.C. watched her go with a frown on her face. I don't trust her. I sense that her heart is troubled. She may betray us. She will be fine, said the Shadow King dismissively. She pledged herself to Lavamok long ago and is fully evil. She couldn't be good if she tried. She has done too many bad things. Now come, K.C. the Great. You and I must combine our knowledge of magic and find a way to freeze ourselves in time or become permanently resurrected. And then Jerome said, ah, what should we do? The Shadow King paused a moment, thinking, go and take your revenge on that meddlesome cat that you loathe so much. Make sure she does not spoil our plans and then he and K.C. retreated to a far corner of the hilltop to brew up their evil schemes. Twilight was almost over. Night was falling fast. The Lobster King turned to his new companions. "'Let us go forth to kill the karate kitten!' He started pacing in front of the ancient stone archway, as if he were about to give a speech. "'Long have I yearned to get revenge on her. Why, do you know what she did to me?' "'Well, I'm going to tell you. She—' He never finished the sentence, for he stepped through the archway and—pop!—turned into a reddish-looking block of stone. Hypnotizer, Jerome, Carrex, and Black-Eyed Susan stared at one another a moment. And then Jerome said, "'Ah, uh, let's not go through that archway.' "'Agreed,' said Black-Eyed Susan. "'Let's get kitty!' cried Hypnotizer." and the evil quartet headed into the forest towards the abandoned village where Kitty and her friends were waiting. Versa, meanwhile, was walking through the deserted village, her mind and heart racing with doubt. Well she remembered this town, the place where she had grown up. Once it had been full of light and warmth and laughter. Now it was still and cold, haunted and empty like her heart. She went to the remains of a cottage where she had spent many happy days and nights, the home of her friend Kira. The roof had caved in and only parts of one room remained. She kicked at the debris, looking for artifacts. She found part of a ceiling beam. Three names and a word had been carved into the beam by a child's hand long ago. Versa, Kira, fee. Sisters were what the words said. Versa stared at the carved words for a long time. At last, she resumed her search. She got down on her hands and knees and dug through the rubble. She found bits of familiar objects, a piece of blue glass from a broken cup, the splintered remains of a wooden toy, a waterlogged old spellbook that she and her friends had once borrowed. At last, she found the object she had been looking for, a crooked wand made of polished willow wood. It had once belonged to Nima, Kira's mom, a witch. Versa held the wand for a few moments, feeling its strength. Then she left the ruined remains of her friend's old house and headed out into the night. That's the end of Tomorrow, or Today, Part 2. The next episode is the conclusion of this story, Tomorrow, or Today, Part 3. Goodbye.